0: hello 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 welcome to the manic candace podcast everybody good morning good evening good afternoon good night whenever and wherever you are listening i hope i was clear enough on my last episode on how to get prescribed adderall specifically if you're in america and specifically if you are documented I know that sounds fucked up, but go ahead and check that episode out. It was the last episode of the season. We're in season 12. Fuck the seasons. I've, I've, I've lost track of so many seasons that it just doesn't make sense. And uh, tonight we're going to talk about the Arizona medical marijuana industry, specifically the dispensary I worked at, which was Nirvana Center Dispensary. Um, They have multiple locations now, and that's great. But I just want to preface this episode by saying I'm not going to bash anyone I slept with. I'm not going to bash anyone that I worked with. I feel like I worked with truly amazing people. It's just unfortunate things turned out the way they have. But it's all love, at least in my eyes. So I was... Trying to go to law school, okay? I studied philosophy, morality, politics, and law. That was my major. And I was going to go into law school, but no one prepared me for how hard the LSATs were going to be. The LSATs is the law school admissions test. It measures how well you're going to do in law school. And I got a 146 out of like a 181, and it was so embarrassing. Like the most, like torn down law schools in the area. They didn't even want me. They didn't They didn't even offer me a scholarship. So I was like really sad. And then I almost gave up on my dreams. And then one day me and Gabby were like, let's open a dispensary. So we were like, let's do it. So we were trying to open a dispensary in California because it was easier. Um, And then I started doing research about how to open a dispensary in Arizona. So at the time, you needed about a hundred and fifty thousand of liquidable assets. What what that means is you'd have to have a thousand, um, hundred fifty thousand dollars in cash ready to go, and they will give you the license. So I was asking my mom's ex husband. I was asking my mom for loans. I was, we were me and Gabby were asking everybody for loans. Until one day we met this lady, she was a psychiatrist, and I say that in quotation marks, she was a psychiatrist. And I could tell that she truly believed in like the Anunnaki and like the ancient Egyptians and all that mumbo jumbo. And she wanted to be an angel investor of mine. Now, for those of you who don't know what an angel investor is, it's someone who sees your vision and then tries to bring it to life with with their money. But the thing is, she was trying to get me to lie to the courts so that her mom can sell her house so that we have the money for the, for the dispensary. And that is felony fraud. That is elderly abuse. And I take that very seriously. Um, I take all kinds of abuse very seriously. So I come from a corporate background and I was at my new corporate job at Carvana when I got the call from Corey saying I got the job. So I literally left my job. I was like, it's an emergency. I gotta leave and I never came back. I I took a $5 an hour pay cut, but it was well worth it to me. I was making like $18 an hour at the time in 2017. And then I started working at Nirvana Center for $13 an hour in 2018. I wanted to learn. I wanted to learn how things operated. I wanted to learn inventory. I wanted to learn butt tending. I wanted to learn receptionist. But I will confess that while I was a receptionist, I was sending in very important documents to my personal email. like Like your approval to operate, Gonna shut up. Sorry, that was my dog. Um, your approval to operate, um, which means that you've passed all the tests and your license is ready to go. I got copies of licensing. I got copies of insurance policies. I got copies of policies and procedures from the Arizona Health Department. By the way, marijuana is not legally, marijuana is not federally legally it's not federally legal i'm trying to say so at any time the feds can just come and take everything and seize the assets and like there's cameras everywhere in those rooms so you can never get away with shit. except me i got away with sending myself personal documents which is a huge security administration oversight and that's the thing about these companies in the medical marijuana industry in arizona they are non-professional they are very much scratch your back and I'll scratch yours. Scratch my back and I'll scratch yours. Um, there have been many opportunities that I'll get into later that didn't happen because I didn't, I wasn't susceptible for sex. Um, I had a business called Puff Pass Paint Party and people were attaching themselves to me left and right. I mean, I had sponsorships from Pure Earth, Sublime, Raw Papers, other other things and um i didn't know that other people were paying for the services i was receiving up to the thousands i did not know people were having sex behind closed doors to make deals i was 21 and naive completely naive i only had like two sexual partners at the time not that that matters but i was just saying i was very naive um Slowly but surely, people started to quit. My job, the the hiring manager that got me my job, she quit. And then this lady walks in with like fancy clothes and a fancy hat and I'm like, who's that? And then one of the people are like, it's the owner. And I'm like, the owner? They're like, yeah, that's Susan Wong, the owner. So I'm like, she looks nothing like an owner. So I found out that Susan Wong is a dispensary holder not just for Best Dispensary, but she has a license she won in a divorce. So it's kind of like the laughing joke of like the whole dispensary agency is like, oh, you know Susan. It's like yeah. Speaking of women in the industry, there's this girl named Brittany, and she goes by BZ on Instagram. She is the most conniving, flaky bitch I've ever met. Like they. I was a brand ambassador for Pure Earth, and what that is is you're basically handing out t-shirts, handing out stickers, talking about the product that's in the dispensary, and if they buy it, they get, like, some more free promotional stuff, so it's pretty stupid. Um, they didn't pay me my $40, and I was like, you didn't pay me my $40, so she's Venmoed me $40, and then she promised she was going to be at my next event, and she never showed up. So it's just like, people are very shady when it comes to what kind of trap queen they think they are. Cause like all these ladies, they may be mixing oil, they may be making cartridges, they may be making edibles, and they may be sales managers, but at the end of the day, they ain't shit. Cause at the end of the day, I, Candace Banks, a receptionist was able to get into your insurance your approval to operate and your licensing. And I said it to myself just to make sure that I had all my T's crossed and my dies and my eyes dotted, dies added. But after a while, um I got kind of being bored of the receptionist. Um I got really, really bored of it and I was like pushing like, Can I be a butt tender? Can I be a butt tender? And like people were like Oh, I don't think you're ready. And I'm like, nigga, do you know how much you know I can I can I can eyeball a nick dime and a dub. That's what we used to call it is a nick dime and a dub. They don't even sell them like that anymore. It's a bunch of taxes. You feel me? As I was working at this dispensary, I was taking a lot of notes of like what to do to get the $150,000. My mom's ex-husband was willing to take out an $80,000 loan on bad credit. I had bad credit, but my friend, she's saving for a house. So I don't expect her to put down that money. But the other option was to go to those angel investors and say, yeah, we'll fight on your grandma's behalf. But in my mind, Since I know so much about criminology, I was like, this is a elderly abuse case. They're going to try to have her sell her house while she's incapacitated so they can get another house and they can give us money for a dispensary. That's what happened. I remember the day I told her I'm not doing business with her. I called Gabby and I was like, we're not doing business with her. As part of my job at USAA and Federal Washington Bank was I had to write suspicious activity reports. If your transactions are out of the norm from where you've been the past months, like if you're not taking a trip anywhere and you're withdrawing cash, like something weird is going on. So that's what I used to do at um, USAA. I quit Vanguard. I quit Vanguard. I'll tell you more about it once I get hired at their clients, one of their clients, but tomorrow's a business holiday. So fingers crossed for me, guys. I can't go to BlackRock just yet because they have remote positions, but only the BlackRock employees getting paid are 168 grand starting. Oh my God, I need to move out of my mama's house. I need a new salary. I need to make at least $69,000 a year. And that's not even a lot. That's not even a lot. But I do need to spend my more money my my money more wisely. So I became supervisor, right? Of Nirvana Center Dispensary. I became a supervisor and I let that shit go to my head. I was texting people, like all mad, and I was like, make sure you get this done, blah blah blah. And I'm like, Whoa, Candace, you're the new manager, like calm down. So he's Ronnie took my manager shirt away from me and I wasn't manager anymore. And I'm kind of like, thank God, because I learned something about myself is that I'm not good at management, especially team management. Today, Chappie T finally let me open and I asked for it to write me a cover letter and it did and it seems legit as fuck. So I hope the hiring manager sees it on Tuesday. I really hope they call me back. I don't want to work at Vanguard anymore. Not after those stairs. not after everything. <sighs> I wonder how much is in my unemployment. Probably not as much as 2020, but it was something. So once I stopped being a receptionist, I started being a budtender. And I don't know why they call them tenders, but they're called tenders. And like, we had deli style, so we would weigh out the weed in front of you. And then COVID hit, so we couldn't do that anymore. So people were just relying on what we had to say. Let me tell you something, to be honest. We say anything. Is that, is that Tangi Indica? Yeah. Is that is that Citric Haze Indica? Yeah. We'd be lying about everything just to get you out of your our fucking face. Next patient... Next patient, next patient. And it's really annoying to like call marijuana medical. It's not medical. It's something that you use to get high. It's not medical at all. Nothing medical about it at all. Guys, I just wanna take the time to say thank you for the downloads that we've been having so far. We've had about a thousand in less than 90 days. And um, I've had people reach out to me with the sweetest, sweetest messages on Instagram saying thank you for sharing your podcast about your mental illnesses, which I think everyone should read. But the biggest way you guys can support me is either share the podcast, rate the podcast on Spotify or Apple or you can share with your friends and family, or post it in your story. Those are the only things I'm asking for. I realize I'm too small of a podcast to be demanding $10 a month. I'm way too small. Plus, I wanna get a webcam so you guys can see me. Wouldn't that be nice? Okay, the other day I lost the other day I gained, three, six, two days ago I gained six pounds. This morning I lost three pounds. And I'm so excited, I'm so excited. I wore my crop top today because I look like a slut. Because I'm skinny like a slut. Back to bartending, it was a bunch of selling prepackaged weed that wasn't strong. Because Arizona, you can only sell weed legally to each other if they're both in Arizona. So, the weed that I had, I forgot what I was going on with this, but anyway. I'm gonna sneeze, I'm gonna sneeze, I'm gonna sneeze. Okay, never mind. But basically, the weed I had from here is nothing compared to California. California has some good homegrown weed. I don't know what's going on over there, but they got some nice weather. It's not in a desert. Try growing marijuana in a desert. That doesn't even make any fucking sense. No, does it? After a while, I got caught up with my role as being a bartender. I mean, mean a butt-tender. Because it's like you get the same person asking for the same shit. And then you got motherfuckers who swear that the Indica they had last time didn't work, and I'm like, did you take painkillers with it? That's what I want to say. Um, a lot of people think they can return items like we they didn't like. It's sorry, it's going in the trash. It's like it's not. We're not reselling it. Once I got home and I got printed out the approval to operate document and the licensing document. I was able to compare and contrast. So I'm like, okay, what do I need to do in order to get this dispensary? It never happened. Our angel investor fell out because of me and, excuse me, I just felt really bad. I felt really selfish, um, which was the selfish thing to do because we were partners But our plan B was to get a part-time job at a dispensary and see how it works. And I've seen how it works. Um, If you are a contractor for the dispensary or if you're someone who's important that doesn't have a job, you can be given product. And I've seen my boss give someone product and I told my HR and my HR fired me. So like, what the fuck? What the fuck? That's why you cannot trust human resources. They're not here for you. They're here for they're here for the company. You cannot trust human resources. And I think everybody should get an a security administrator for their servers. Just to make sure that someone like me doesn't have access to Pfizer's account at Vanguard. Someone like me doesn't have access to Fidelity's account at Vanguard. You know? I wrote a cover letter and a um, resume to Charles Schwab, which is one to, which is one of um, Vanguard's biggest clients. And then I'm gonna f- apply to Fidelity at the same time because why not kill two birds with one stone, right? And tomorrow's a holiday, so I can't wear white. I think you can't wear white on Memorial Day, right? You guys, I lost my other elf bar. I have two elf bars, one is like low juice and the other one is like perfect, but there's no there's no charge for it and I'm pissed. I've been noticing that I've been getting unfollowed a lot on my social media and it's fine, it's fine. I just think it's fine to be jealous and to be annoyed and to be jealous and annoyed of a pretty face with $900 earrings on. You best believe I'm going to wear those $900 earrings every chance that I get. I went to Arrowhead Mall the other day and these bitches were giving me the stank eye, the stank eye. And then I turned to the side, showed my earrings and they're like, oh, 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 oh. And I'm like, oh, 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 oh yeah. Oh yeah, keep it stepping. So I came up with this business because I was frustrated that I couldn't get into the medical, medical medical marijuana industry with a licensing because all the licensing were being bought out by the recreational people. So it was like a monopoly. Like I don't know if you noticed that like Debbie's turned into jars of cannabis and like certain dispensaries are like Harvest turned in, into Truly and certain dispensaries are rebranding, I guess. Same shit to me. Um, I gotta piss, I gotta, I gotta stop doing drugs because I gotta piss clean from my Charles Schwab. Oh, I applied at Charles Schwab, so fingers crossed. They won't see it until Tuesday because tomorrow is the bank holiday. But I'll apply Fidelity if I have to, I just don't want I just, I just want one shot. That's it. Just one shot. And um, this position that I applied for, it's about client relationships and like taking care of their 401Ks and the individual 401Ks. And I can do all that I did all that at the back end, I can, I can work with retail people. That's what my background is is in customer service. I mean, come on now, they pay about20,000 dollars more than my job. So I'm like, bye, 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 bye. I've been on my job for two years and I can tell they don't fucking like me. They don't fucking like me because if I get manic, I'll just take off work and then like I'll just be in my room tweeting and they'll be all, they'll be laughing on my Twitter. They'll be laughing on my Twitter from work and I'm like, ha 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 ha. You guys, again, I want to take this opportunity to ask you to please share this episode with your friends, family, and followers. It helps out the podcast, and it's completely free. Thank you so much for listening. We have about eight minutes left. So I'm bud tending right? And I'm weighing it out, taking out the stems, doing everything I'm supposed to do. And then I've been been getting compliments, like you really know how to break down Bud. I'm like, who do you think taught me to break down Bud? It was fucking Paul from 83rd. Oh, I hope he's dead right now. Anyways. I'm not financially cut off anymore. Yay. In the last two days, my mom has given me about $500. I asked her today, I'm like, can I go on Shein with a budget? She's like, $50. And I'm just like, what the fuck am I supposed to get $50? But then I realized that everything on Shein is cheap. So I got all kinds of knickknacks. I got all kinds of stuff. I went to Ross today. She gave me 100 bucks. I bought three shirts. And then I bought um, a lava lamp which apparently I need a battery for, which I didn't know that, I thought it was unplugged. I was like so upset. So when it came towards the end of my stay at Nirvana Center, I um, was very upset that I was demoted to just a regular receptionist. I went from supervisor to demoted. And they didn't put me on no performance improvement plan or nothing. They just said, here, you're on probation. And then, so after that, after that, I was just um, dumbfounded. I felt never felt more humiliated, never felt more embarrassed, never felt more self-aware of how I was coming off to people in the office setting. I wasn't really liked in the office Ending. It's like, Candace is here, ugh, Kenneth is here, you know? So I just, I honestly, I don't even go to Nirvana Center dispensary anymore, just out of respect because someone's gonna know me and then they're gonna know the story about me and Amin and his like, girlfriend Alyssa, who which, which they still are together, which I'm glad they worked it out. My intention was not to break them up or anything. Um, but something in me snapped and like I just had to let him know. Something in me just fucking snapped. And like, I mean, don't feel bad that you were got after. I got after Duan Carlos, I got after Daniel. I got after Debbie's who owns Jars Can't, Dar- I- I went to Jars Cannabis to see who owns Debbie's and it fucking looks sucks. I don't, like, I don't like bud like that. I want some Cali bud. Oh my gosh, my little brother and sister are screaming. I'm recording. I'm recording. We got five minutes left. So, I have this business called Puff Pass Paint Party where you can come smoke cannabis and paint, and I already pre traced everything for you. And the hardest part was finding a lounge to do it in that allowed smoking. So, it was very difficult. Um, but I will say one thing about this industry is that you are being tracked. You are being tracked every sale, every sticker that, every like educational purposes only would you like that the staples on the bag those are all measurements for law enforcement you think the owners don't have to law follow law enforcement if their inventory manager or their manager or one of the managers is stealing weed and selling it or keeping it for themselves What does that say about the integrity of your business as an owner? You have to get rid of those people. But I know it's hard, easier said than done, but the type of work that they do, they can be trained. And you don't need someone from the streets. When I came home to my email and I saw that um, certificates for licensing, I was like, yes, yes, I did it, I did it, I did it. So apparently you need an ATP, which stands for approval to operate, and then you need your license. And you only needed about 150,000 of liquidable in cash. Like I, Gabby could have put down 25, I could have put down 25, my mom could have put down the rest. But no, my mom was too busy f- spoiling her ex-husband. That's another story. That's another episode. That should piss me off. I'm like, how the fuck do you think you're just gonna come in here and take my money? I didn't sell. Well, I didn't sell drugs legally until I got into Nirvana Center, which still isn't legal. And when I tell people that, I'm like, you know, it's not legal, right? They're like, shut up. This is my livelihood. This is how I feed my kids. I'm like, well, get another fucking job then. People piss me off sometimes. I wonder where I'll go today. I don't have any money for the mall or the nails. I want to get ready, though. I already got ready. You guys, I'm so bad. So my mom did not financially cut me off, okay? But I have to send her every receipt, every bank statement, everything I bought in order for her to like continue to give me money. So I think that's an unwritten agreement that I'm fair with as long as I'm not cut off because I seriously, I don't know if I was manic, devastated, or angry or rage. When she cut me off financially. Like how dare you cut me off financially and you're still alive. How fucking dare you. So I started snitching on her. I started snitching on her little sister. I started snitching on everybody. Like yeah this is what I found. This is what they're doing. And my mom was like I don't even care. I don't even care. I'm like oh you don't care if they do this shit. And I do. I'm a been a lot to do. Why am I listening to R. Kelly? So I want to expand on the people that I worked with. Um, Julia was a beautiful soul that I worked with. Christina was a beautiful soul. Jake, uh, despite everything. Amin was a beautiful soul. His brother, Mached, Um Skyler, Claire. You guys were all angels to me. You guys were the nicest piece of piece, people to me. Um, Siobhan and the other black guy. He was cute. Martine. Thanks, Martine, for the drink when I see you out. And that's pretty much it on the medical marijuana industry in Arizona. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I hope you learned a few things. Um, please share with your family, friends, and followers, okay? I bet you would do. Bye-bye. Good night.